0: Chris, ask us the question. Miss something from the Todd Feinberg Show? Don't stress. Listen to the podcast at WTIC.com or on the free Odyssey app.
1: Hey, hey, hey. All right, so anything we were just talking about, feel free to uh, call in and talk about. And I do And when I watch TV. When I say I'm watching, um, you know, like political shows on the weekend, I'm always looking for confessions from the plunderers of how exactly they understand government to work. The truth about it. And it's fascinating what they say. This is um, this is Donna Brazil. You know who she is? She's a woman. She I think um, she's probably been in politics for like 30 years. And she was a campaign operative back in the, I don't know, 90s, I guess. Maybe she goes back a little further. Uh, anyway, Donna Brazil is on this week, the Sunday show from ABC that George Stephanopoulos is the um, alternate host on. You know, there's two or three of them. But anyway, she's on a panel with Chris Christie and uh, some other people on a regular basis. And she's a big democrat heavyweight and i loved what she said the other day about the balloons something very revealing about how how liberal democrats who do everything they can to expand big government everything possible to make it bigger it's we're in perpetual growth and i'm not saying the republicans do any great resistance But they've basically given in to the idea Republicans have, as I see it, that if if you have a system of government where you pay people for their votes, which is what we now have, then the Republicans have to be willing to pay for votes, too, and use government, use tax dollars to do it. But still, the Democrats, this is their thing. Republicans, I view, as going along reluctantly as a survival thing. And, and the more they do that, the worse shape they get in, I think, over the long term. Because they're, they're not being guided by any principles. Anyway, this is Donna Brazil, big National Democratic Party operative, close with Hillary Clinton and everybody in the power structure. Listen to what she said about the shooting down of the, um, of the balloons. Which now, all of a sudden, by the way, the the president is, he was afraid to shoot one down before because it would might offend the Chinese, and and now he can't stop doing it because he sees there's so much political power in acting like he's presidential, like he wants to protect the country. Listen to Donna Brazil talk about the balloon thing.
2: Uh, the State Department or the CIA—I don't know which uh, which of the the small alphabets will tell us the truth. But... All
1: right, so so she's saying I don't. W- won't somebody, the State Department or the CIA, tell us the truth about what's going on?
2: Uh, the State Department or the uh, CIA, I don't know which, uh, which of the, the small alphabets will tell us the truth. But, but look, I do think that they need to come forward and tell us exactly what they know. Because I think the man's going
1: want to know. So this is essentially Donna Brazil, one percenter of the one percenters. She's at the pinnacle of the Democratic Party. And she goes on a national television show to to uh, push propaganda for the Democrats. On a she's there every week, and she's saying that we can't trust the government to tell us the truth about what's going on in the world. Well. Why doesn't she do something about it? Let me just I want you to hear it one more time and then we'll take some calls. Eight, six, oh, five, two, two, nine, eight, four, two.
2: The State Department of the CIA. I don't know which uh, which of the, the small alphabets will tell us the truth. But, but look, I do think that they need to come forward and tell us exactly what they know. Because I think the American want to know. The American
1: people want to know. We deserve to know, says Donna Brazil. Those big government agencies, why don't they tell us the truth? Well, that's a good question. They never tell us the truth. It would be totally anomalous for them to tell us the truth. They wouldn't know how to get the words out of their mouths. Joni in Farmington, hi.
3: Hi. um, I just wanted to say, you know, I agree. They will never tell us the truth. But those balloons, um, you know, it, it is a concern, of course. But I just want to know if there's anyone that thinks like me. I'm sure there is. But I'm more concerned about all the people here in our country coming here illegally now unvetted that we don't know a thing about to me that scares me a whole hell of a lot more than what's in the sky and it worries me more than losing all my money in the in the stock market and all my funds down and the price of food and everything else because if you don't have a border nothing else is going to matter and we are going to see something catastrophic
1: happen very soon here if we don't do something about it. I, uh, I can't say you're wrong, but I don't know that you're right. There is so much the government is doing that is outrageous and destructive and suicidal in terms of America's future that we can pick anything we want to say that's the worst thing. I, I just don't know how we discern. How do we decide whether how big tr- the trouble is that we're in because we're $32 trillion in debt as a nation? How do, how do we decide as a state how desperate we are because we're $150 billion in debt when supposedly they have to balance the, the books after every year, but they p- keep taking out loans so they can balance the books? I, I just don't see how
3: anything could be worse. That's like having a beautiful home with beautiful things you acquired, all the money in the world, all the wealth, and everything wonderful, and your doors are wide open. It's not well, I, I anymore.
1: Could, I could give you a hypothesis on how it might not be as bad as you think. Now that the government has basically eliminated education from public education, they give diplomas to people who haven't learned anything. And just to because that's compassionate, that's how you show love and compassion. You don't teach, and you give people the product of having been educated, the diploma, so they can walk around proving that they've gone through an education system that doesn't teach you anything. So we have a future that means we don't have any educated people except, and and by the way, they've all been indoctrinated to think that, that liberty and freedom and America are evil instead of the greatest thing that ever happened to the planet then you've got these people who are coming in voluntarily not just voluntarily they're breaking the law to come here and they fight like hell to get in and maybe those people will end up being the saviors because they'll look and they say why do these people who invited us here and and cheated the system and lied to 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 make us be able to stay why do they keep trying to destroy the country I believe that the immigrants, whether legal or illegal, might just be the ones who save us from the plunderers. That's my hypothesis. Thank you, Joni. Good to talk with you. Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. Steve calling from Hadley. Hello, Steve.
2: Hey there, i yes, sir. I'll, I'll, I'll give you my uh, take on Donna Brazil. I find her to be. Uh, a chameleon and i think uh she says what she says to make it sound like she has similar concerns that we have so that that ingratiates her to us and it's have you, it's, you ever heard her say
1: anything else that that ingratiated her to you
2: uh i'm sure that everything she says has a motive in which yes, but it, she just to talks give her some sort of leverage over the fools.
1: Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't see that with this, and I don't see her. Her propaganda is whatever lie makes the Democrats look better. She tells, and she just pushes that constantly. This I found anomalous. I I, I watch her every week d- doing these debates with Chris Christie or, or whoever, and she uh, she usually isn't telling the truth about how bad big government is and I don't think she realizes she's ingratiating herself in any way. I think she's just made a mistake.
2: Well I think I think everything a politician says if they're a, if they're a, a successful one is calculated in order it's, it's like the first thing they say when they come out oh isn't everything so bad? I understand you know the price of eggs is going up and the price of gas is going up when they're the ones making it go up but they' they're, they're fooling you. They're fooling some people into thinking, "Oh, we're all in the same boat, and I want to do what I can to help <laughs> you out."
1: Yeah, well, uh, she's not a politician; she is a political operator who tells the lies of the Democratic Party. So, and, and tests out the the marketing messages and all that. So, I don't know if that fits, but thank you for that, Steve. Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. Call in a rant. Eight six zero seven five one forty six ninety eight. Quick break. We'll take some more phone calls, and I've got more funny democrat stuff to play for you it's really interesting coming up on wtic it's the todd feinberg show live
0: from the nj diet studios on wtic news talk 1080
1: Oh, is it me? Am I on? My turn to talk? 860 9842 I was just listening to fun. I, I love this stuff. We had a guy on uh, last week, Jan Helfeld. Did you hear him? He's going to be on again this week. I, I'm not sure when. I'll check and let you know. But um, he, he did these interviews for years. He did interviews with um, people in political power and tried to get them to speak logically about what they believe. And uh, they either wouldn't do it or couldn't do it. I think mostly they were smart enough to realize what he was up to. He was trying to get them to establish some sort of principled approach to government, which they refused to do. And they saw the trap coming and mostly escaped. This um, This is Jan talking to Jim Clyburn who is a big league in, big-wig league, in the Black Congressional Caucus and in black politics and in Democratic politics. Like He's the guy who got, really, he's the guy who got Joe Biden into the White House. An amazing, uh, amazing friend of the president's he is politically. So anyway, listen to him get asked. Um, Jan Helfeld has this question that he's trying to get politicians to answer, and that is about where the government gets the right to exercise power over us the way it does. And his question that creates a logical quandary and a moral quandary is, can the people assign a power to the government that they don't hold themselves? That is, if we don't as individuals have the right to take people's money away, because we need it more than they do, in our in our estimation. If we can't do that, how can how can we give government the right to do that? Where does this authority come from? It's a fascinating question that drives maybe a uh, justification for holding a, a libertarian or anti-government belief system. Anyway, listen to him. Listen to this journalist, Jan, who's got a slightly funny accent so you'll identify him. talk to Jim Clyburn
4: can a white congressman become a voting member of the Congressional Black Caucus
1: can you hear him? can a white congressman become a voting member of the Congressional Black Caucus he asks and this is a this is the kind of um principled question he asks you know he's going after the whole idea of racial discrimination and and what power the government has.
4: Can a white congressman become a voting member of the Congressional Black Caucus? No. Okay, so are they using race to determine who can be a member of the Congressional Black Caucus? Yes. So would that be racial discrimination?
0: No. Why not? We always discriminate because I cannot be a member of the Jewish Caucus. I cannot be a member of the Jewish Caucus. Mm -hmm. Uh, simply because I'm not of the Jewish faith. And that is perfectly legal, and that's perfectly acceptable. Uh, We've had a lot of associate members, but when you have something, you know, I cannot be a woman. Listen to this
1: stuff. He is, (laughs) Jim Clyburn is saying so many things that you're not allowed to say these days. And and this is old tape. This is probably 15 years ago. When you have something, you know, I cannot be a woman.
0: You know, I'm a man. How can he say such a thing? Uh, And so those, I'm a man simply because of some characteristics, physical characteristics. And so I'm black because of physical characteristics. And that's what brings me into being a member of the Congressional Black Caucus. And other people are Jews because of of their affiliation or Christians because of their affiliation. And Jews can't be members of the Christian coalition. Just that simple. Or by definition, you can't be.
1: But it's that simple, says Jim Clyburn, but he can't establish what the principle is. Why is it sometimes wrong to discriminate? He says we discriminate all the time. It's only bad if it's illegal. But the law isn't necessarily moral and he can't really give a moral justification to to answer concerns about the position that he's taking. 8605229842 Stephen Springfield hi Steve. Yes Steve. Mm-hmm. I hear a silence. I hear a silence. All right, let me um Let me see if we can get that to work. And in the meantime, listen to Harry Reid.
4: If the government is in the business
1: of forcefully
4: taking money from some people in order to provide welfare benefits to others, how will the people whose money is being taken feel about the government?
2: Well, I don't accept your phraseology. I don't think we force people.
4: Taxation is not forceful?
2: Well, no. It's voluntary. In fact, fact, quite to the contrary, our our system of government is a voluntary tax system.
1: So he says we have a voluntary tax system. Harry Reid. That's Harry Reid, who used to be the um, Speaker of the House, and he he's talking. uh, No, he was in the Senate, right? Majority Leader. Sorry, Um, he's talking total nonsense here. Complete nonsense it's he's saying we have a voluntary tax system that is we don't force people to pay their taxes and he later admits that what he's saying isn't true which is all the more confusing if you're gonna stake out a phony position why wouldn't you stick with it oh if you don't want to pay your taxes you don't have to oh, of course you have to pay your taxes but well, the government will force you to pay
4: or they'll fine you or imprison you we, they we, have a, we have a voluntary system uh, this,
2: the fact of the matter is that if uh... Uh, when you pay your taxes is
1: what he what his point is we have a voluntary system because it's a technical definition of voluntary that is because the government doesn't withhold all of your money and just keep it in other words the government doesn't decide what your taxes are you get to file your taxes and declare what you owe the government and because of that it's called a voluntary system so he's playing a semantic game but he's not admitting to the truth of the point that Jan is making and that is that we are forced to pay taxes and that money is taken from us by force and how do we have a right to give the government the power to take people's money away so they can give it to other people where does that come from that right He can
2: he cannot pay his taxes he wants he's subject to civil and criminal penalties
4: they'll put him in jail they use force against him he, he pays, everybody pays taxes under threat of jail or fine, uh, under threat of force. In other words, you are forced to pay your taxes.
1: Well, so it's really interesting because now we're a couple minutes into this discussion, that part I just played you in, and, and Harry Reid's having to confess that what he's saying isn't true. It's, it's, it's very interesting. we got a break for news, though. We'll talk more coming up on WTIC.
0: Oh, come on, why wait? You can rant right now at 860-751-4698 on the Todd Feinberg Show.
1: By the way, uh, one of the things about balloons, there was this paragraph, or maybe more I'll read you, from the Wall Street Journal. The U.S. government still hasn't publicly identified the origin and use of Of the several craft that the Air Force jets shot down over Canada and the northern United States, leaving it a mystery whether they belong to another state, to a foreign state, to one of the several government agencies on a federal level that deploy balloons or a commercial or scientific balloon. So we don't know what we're shooting down or we don't know what the government is shooting down. That and the diplomatic confrontation with China over the alleged spy balloon the U.S. shot down off the coast of South Carolina this month are likely to fuel greater interest from government and the private sector in surveillance, balloon manufacturing, and detection. We're seeing the exploitation of near space, says retired General John Jumper, who as Air Force chief of staff in the early 2000s led an effort to expand the military use of aerial and space technology. Last week I read you a story, by the way, It talked about us uh, several years ago and our balloons and how we, the United States government, was floating near, uh, well, very similar-looking aircraft. Balloons operating at a very similar height, about uh, 14, 15, 16 miles up in the, in the atmosphere that the U.S. government was flying them up there over the Midwest so they could spy on drug dealers, they said, coming in from other countries, perhaps, from south of the border and and distributing drugs around the country. And they liked this aerial photography because it meant there was a uh, record of people's movements that could be followed as they – so so an incident would happen and then you could back up the tape and you could watch the convergence of people and and cars and and uh, shipments and stuff like that. For decades, back to the Wall Street Journal story, for decades the defense department has operated static tethered balloons known as aerostats with radar capability they float 10 to 15,000 feet over drug smuggling routes at the u.s southern border and into the gulf of mexico and caribbean sea those kinds of surveillance balloons and others that ascend to much higher altitudes can loiter for far longer than drones making them suited for prolonged surveillance and reconnaissance according to a gao report a federal government report 10 years ago Balloons can carry electro-optical cameras to monitor the electromagnetic spectrum ranging from ultraviolet through far infrared or radar to detect movement across a vast area of the ground. The balloons can also be equipped with microphones to capture sound and pinpoint its direction and origin, enabling the balloon to, say, locate a mortar launch. Other sensors can intercept electronic communications. So... We are, yeah, we're being lied to about balloons. And I guess that's just another indication of how we can't trust our own government because we don't know what they're up to. And when they get busted, ignoring something going on or trying to hide it from us, we get a lot of uh, silliness in response. Let's try uh, Steve again in Springfield. Hi, Steve. Hello? Yes, Steve.
5: Uh, hi, how you doing? Um, yeah, I started a deep dive into an interesting subject. Um, I just started to start researching the CIA, um, and it's really interesting. well you 've heard of Operation Paperclip, where they hired a bunch of uh, Nazi scientists, um, like Werner von Braun was actually an SS officer, um, and uh, they expunged a lot of their records. Um, and but but the, the thing I'm wondering about is did the CIA recruit any propaganda experts because the, the 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 worst the probably the worst hate-filled propagandists on the planet were probably the Nazis and one of the things that kind of scares me well first of all um, from what I read the uh, the the news reporters have been in the, in the tank with the CIA for a long 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 time. There was a thing called Operation Mockingbird, where the CIA had infiltrated a lot of news media and even had like like front news organizations and, and had like certain uh, uh, reporters on the payroll. And um, but but the thing is, but it, it's the the CIA is very quick to point out that that they are worldwide experts of propaganda. They push propaganda all over the world.
1: So what is it um, you're telling the, us, Steve? I'm lost.
5: Well, my main point is I have been for a long time really incredibly disgusted at the level of garbage of our modern media. I mean, there's every logical fallacy under the planet. But the worst part of it all, um, basically what it is, is that the campaign that the CIA had against communism after World War II, they're using that type of a campaign against us right now. Um, Basically, what it is, it's if you believe the exact opposite of the Republican Party, you're fine. But we are the new target.
1: We we are meaning people who uh, believe in the American system or government are the new target of the right.
5: Right. Because one of the things I've known for a long time uh, in in watching the Democrat Party, they don't really have an ideology. What they're going to do is just argue if you're concerned. Nope.
1: We lost Steve, but I think uh, I think we know what he was driving at right there, and and that is that if if you are a conservative, they're just going to blow a lot of smoke and and a lot of confusion, which is kind of what it's it's kind of what these tapes from from Jan Jan Hellfeld, the reporter who I had on last week and. I've been playing some of his samples of, of interviews with major American political figures. It's really surprising the garbage that comes out of their mouths, and they seem comfortable with that. Where did he go? Richardson. Bill, this is Bill Richardson, former governor of New Mexico and, and uh, supporter of and, and Clinton administration guy and a big supporter of Hillary's and all. You know, an insider with with the power structure, the left wing, anti American power structure.
4: You think that all legitimate governmental power is derived from the people?
1: So he asks, Jan asks Bill Richardson. This is again, is maybe fifteen years ago. Does all political power that government has rise from the people?
4: You think that all legitimate governmental power is derived from the people? Absolutely. Do individual citizens have the right to initiate force against other citizens that haven't initiated force against anybody and haven't bought anybody's property rights and are in their sound line?
2: I don't believe citizens have the right to initiate action.
4: Okay. If they don't have that right to initiate force, can they have properly delegated it to the government?
1: Now this is uh, confusing at first, but after you hear him say it a few times, it's a pretty straightforward argument that, Jan Halfeld, the reporter, is making here with Bill Richardson, who, uh, I don't know, maybe he was the governor of New Mexico at this time. Maybe he was done with that job. Can't remember. No, this must have been before. Um, This is pretty essential. If you just want to ponder what rights government has over us, what he's asking is essential to that to that consideration what right does the government have to do things to us if the only power the government has is as granted from us the citizens and what Jan's asking is does do individual citizens have the ability to turn power over to the government that the the individual citizens don't have themselves and that's a really interesting question if I can't take your money away from you legally and give it to somebody who else who needs it or keep it for myself cuz I need it then how can we empower the government to do the same thing where would that authority come from if we the people don't have it listen again
4: you think that all legitimate governmental power is derived from the people absolutely do individual citizens have the right to initiate force against other citizens that haven't initiated force against anybody and haven't violated anybody's property rights and are in their sound line?
0: I don't believe
4: citizens have the right to initiate action. Okay.
1: So he says, well, individual citizens don't have the right to take things from each other and violate each other's rights. So he stepped right where Jan Helfeld wants him, and that is, what's the next step from there? If individuals don't have the right to take things that belong to other citizens and give them to somebody who needs them, then how can they empower the government to do that? Where would the people get the authority? If that's immoral on an individual level, why is it moral on a governmental level? If they don't
4: have that right to initiate force, can they have properly delegated it to the government?
1: How can they? That's the question. He just asked the question to Bill Richardson, high-level Clinton administration uh, loyalist and and uh, governor of New Mexico at some point, not too long after this. How and and Bill Richardson sounds like he's never considered such a thing before. Well, if they choose to do that, sure. Can you
4: properly delegate a right that you do not have?
1: He seems not to even understand the question. He he says the wrong thing for a little bit. You mean can you
4: donate property to the government? No if we you've agreed that the citizens don't have the right to initiate force against other citizens right can they I ask you if they can if they don't have that right can they properly delegate it to the government you have said yes so now I'm asking you whether you can delegate a right that you do not have
1: can that's a big question can government take a right as granted by the people if the people don't have the right to that power themselves. Can you properly
4: delegate a right that you do not have? Does that well, make
0: sense? I believe under the Constitution, uh, a citizen must obey the laws of their government and their
4: constitutional authority. But So you think that you can delegate a right that you do not have?
5: Basically, yes.
1: <laughs> so he's making no sense here, and he's not concerned in the least, just as Harry Reid was deliberately not making sense when he was interviewed by the same reporter he didn't care they have so little respect for us and so little respect for the power that's been granted them and so little respect for a sense of mission and obligation with the use of that power it's it's mind-boggling 8605229842 Let's get a break in, talk more on the other side of that. Coming up on WTIC. Now back to the Dodd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios
0: on WTIC News Talk 1080.
1: 8605229842. That's a simple little number you dial and make contact. Another one you'll want to remember is the rant line number, seven five We'll be playing the rants in about an hour and 20 minutes or so, 10 after 5-ish. We get the rants going. And we are talking in, uh, in about 20 minutes. We will be talking with somebody who's written an article about Social Security. And he clarifies the what he calls the myth that we have made deposits with our social security payments into a an earmarked fund where that money belongs to us you know like it's in a lockbox you know how the politicians like to talk like that it's in a lockbox or you know the myths we have about social security well Social security money isn't really there for us. That's what we will be discussing in about 20 minutes, is that the money is all part of the pool of funds that are spent, that are overspent on a regular basis by the federal government. And that doesn't leave us in the same condition financially as uh, having the money actually earmarked for a particular fund that's different and walled off. Just one of the ways we're getting scammed, I think, by the government. Looking forward to uh, to that interview. Also, at 540 today, we're talking depression with a guy who's had it his whole life and who speaks quite frankly about it. And it's just such a big thing. You know, depression is such a big thing. It is. It is uh, obviously affects so many people. So the depression in the first place is a big thing and then you have the other big thing of the treatments the drugs and how difficult those are to manage and while they have their place and lots of people get lots of relief from drugs they also have problems that come from those drugs and side effects to deal with and it's just complicated so we're going to do that at 5:40 after we get the rants done 8605229842 so back to Bill Richardson. Bill Richardson, powerful person in the American government.
4: Well, I don't have the right to use your home, right? Without your permission. That's right. Can I delegate it to my brother or to somebody else? It's your individual choice. I could delegate a right, the right to use your home to somebody else. Does that make sense? If you
2: have a consensual agreement, with that other person it's it's Could that right home?
1: now i don't know what's going on with bill richardson here is he not paying attention and he's just giving stupid answers because that's what he's used to doing but again he's being asked a philosophical question about what right government has to take people's money in order to use it to give it to other people
4: i don't have a right to use your home right can i delegate that that right to somebody else if I don't have it don't you have to have the right in order to give it well, to somebody you, you else can't, you can't delegate the use of my home right, right. So it's not it's, you cannot properly delegate a right that you do not have you have to have it in order to delegate it. Is that not correct
1: I have to go uh, this is the <laughs> this is the great moment I have to go I gotta go I gotta go says Bill Richardson enough of this trying to get me to give answers that make sense Enough of this trying to make me have a government philosophy that matches something about a liberty-based system. Because the backbone of freedom is that we have a right to our own money, that we earn it, and therefore it is ours. And under a well-constructed system of government, taxation would be voluntary. We would pay what we thought was appropriate, based on what was happening with the money imagine how much closer that might bring us to the ideals that are set forth in the founding of this country the idea that it's government of the people and by the people for it really to be of the people and by the people wouldn't we have to have a government that can't just take whatever it wants from us just pass laws saying we are obligated to give people uh, free medical care or um, free monthly income. You know, that idea that Andrew Yang ran for president on guaranteed minimum income. I mean, these are grotesque ideas, communist ideas that now get taken seriously in our society. And where is the, where is the underpinning for those being just things? 8605229842. Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. It's fascinating, all this stuff. Let's go to the BPS Lawyers Traffic Center, check in with Mark Christopher, find out what's happening on his fascinating roads <laughs> with his fascinating bridges. Hello there, Mark.
0: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours.